Welcome to episode 59 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I am Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And we are back to some double Superman this week. Some double dose of double Superman. Yeah. As you can tell from our lack of energy, these aren't great episodes. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not <laughs> Oh, they're not great episodes. Uh, it, it has been a short window between recordings. Uh, we have both had long weeks. I did not silence my phone, so that just turned oh off. Oh, my it? God. Would... Chris. Oh, wait. It's, it's Adam. I should respond to Why him. Why are you making this such an unprofessional podcast? Oh, it's all good. Sorry. It's just, it's just I was getting a little, little note of positivity here via text. I'm just like, oh. I don't care, Chris. We are in the middle <laughs> of a recording session. Uh, what are we doing now? Is this, is this a thing we do on a regular basis? I don't know. Okay. I'm <clears throat> as confused as ever. Uh... Before we get to our episodes, of course, we have things to discuss in terms of news. Not, I think, a grand lot. No. We, we didn't plan this one out very well. So Dear we're kind God, of recording we this almost on the back of the last How, episode. Now, okay, you, you pretty regularly watch these right before we do the recording, right? Yeah. You usually, okay. I usually will try and get them in like a day or so beforehand. Okay. So you're I the th- responsible one. Sort of. I think we both fell asleep watching these this yeah. afternoon right before we recorded. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine, because we'll figure out something to talk about. Yeah. There's some lapses that I, I think we'll probably be able to fill in each other's holes. Oh. Yep, going to keep that in. <laughs> um, okay, did you, did you see uh, the Deathstroke news? No. Okay, so... Enlighten me. As you'd expect from the DCEU slash not DCEU. Right, the, uh, the non-cinematic universe. I think they refer to themselves as the DC Films... Sure. Who gives a shit? Anyways, <clears throat> so there is now rumblings, we'll call it, of a Deathstroke movie starring Joe Manganiello, who was originally supposed okay, to be I'm Deathstroke down. in uh, The Batman. Now, this is the interesting part. Directed by Gareth Evans, who you don't know who that is, but he made The Raid. Oh. Which is a f- film that you and I are both big fans of. Yes. So I said we watched that one together. We did, yeah. Yes. Um, maybe we'll just go ahead and call this a plug. If you guys have never seen The Raid, I may have plugged it at some point. I think go, we plugged it a while Go ago, watch yeah. The Raid. Mm-hmm. It, it is seriously one of the best action films made within, I don't know how long, decades, uh, A maybe. year. Yeah. <laughs> within, within one year. Um, of this week, it was the best action film. the best action film. It's amazing. So, I mean, here's the thing. That's, that's a, it's an obvious pairing of director and character. Mm-hmm. Um, it is also a, maybe a good idea. I'm going to be honest. I don't give a shit. Well, it, it's that thing that I, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago where DC is just like throwing a thousand fish hooks out and just seeing what gets a bite. Because now how many movies have, have they entered in the rumor mill at this point? We have The Sirens. We have Nightwing. We have uh, Harley and Joker. We have Deathstroke. We have... So I think there's what suicide. And this is just in the Bat universe. Yeah. So what? Uh, the Batman, Wonder Woman two, Flash, Cyborg, Green Lantern, Aquaman. Did I say Suicide Squad two? Suicide Squad two, Gotham City Sirens, Joker origin film, Shazam, Harley and Joker, Harley and Joker. That's right, of course. Mad Love, uh, Nightwing, Batgirl, Deathstroke. Yeah, so... It's probably going to be a Killer Croc movie soon. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. I, I want to... Uh, who, was, who was the one that died in the first five minutes of Suicide Squad? Uh, Slipknot? Jarek, yes. Slipknot, I want to yeah. say? I want a Slipknot origin film. Mm-hmm. He didn't get his due, so we no. need to come back around and bring him back in. I want him to have the exact same number of lines, too. Yeah. Just <laughs> Two. What are you, some kind of 
Slipknot. <laughs> oh. I uh, I just. What's the worst they can do? Put bombs in the back of our necks? <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. Oh. I just, I just, I'm don't, I don't care. Like they, they really just want the name to stay as relevant as possible at this point. DC yeah. is just like. Like Marvel will put out one piece of news, and it, like DC will just try and do whatever they can to stay afloat while that news is circulating. I, I, I mean, and this we're just flogging a, a dead slow motion horse at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how do they keep fucking this up? Because you're absolutely right. Like Marvel is very strategic. They will put out very specific news press releases, usually if, like focus around an event. They will time it to their films either around the same time when like the word is buzzing or the wait kind of in between to keep momentum going. Like DC finally has a film coming out again this year. It's been months since Wonder Woman. If they were trying to keep a lid on their shit, they would not be putting out news. They'd just be focused on, Hey, we got a film coming out. Let's focus on that. Yeah. They, uh, I'm, I'm going to save it for bat plugs, but I watched a very interesting video that, that ties into this really well about, um, it's like the escal it's the escalation problem. Um, okay. It the video is talking mainly about anime, but I think it has a lot of parallels to superhero films and action films at the moment. Especially with the the trend of giant blue portal over New York that for some reason still is as strong as ever. I mm. um do you but think, I mean I'm, I'm gonna say that. Do you think Suicide Squad killed that maybe for us finally? Probably Have not. we had it since then? I guess not. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Wait, uh, did the new Transformers have it? I don't know. I didn't see Neither it. Neither did I. I'm not going to go see it. You know why? Because I have taste. <laughs> what? <laughs> did you just get, like, taste injections recently? Sir? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is L.A. <laughs> I was going to say, your face looks so youthful and energetic. Yeah. Yes. No, it's <laughs> called being the young one. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, that's not fair. Your mom listened to this podcast. Exactly. So now I feel bad. Um... Uh, the other bit of news I had was that apparently, according to the director, Shazam is going to be slated for April 2019. I don't care. I'm actually... That one I actually am kind of interested in. Oh, and in. also we forgot uh, uh, Black Adam is getting his own movie. I think we talked about that, didn't we? Well, I mean, in the list that you just oh, said. Oh, right, the long-ass list. Of and then, the of course, yes, the Black Adam. Have, the DC has apparently confirmed. Yeah. Oh, see, it's just... No, whatever. I don't want to get into it. Do you have any non-DCEU news? That's the only news that I ever care about. <laughs> Um, for our, our, our very closely related, not really, uh, I don't know how to segue this, uh, they announced a new character, or I guess they confirmed a new character in the new Fantastic Beast films, which I oh, kind of right. forgot is a franchise, because it's been two years, a year and a half. Yeah, we could have had a segue there about Warner Brothers tanking their own franchises, couldn't we? Oh, I guess we could have. Yeah. Uh, but they confirmed that Nicholas Flamel will be an integral member of the next Fantastic Beast movie, mm-hmm. which is exciting. I like yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that could be an interesting storyline. Did they say who the actor was? I think they, I think they did. I'm just not remembering. It. Uh, I don't know. I read headline. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, every every small piece of news that comes out about this movie um, would make me excited to see it if I hadn't already decided I don't want to because of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Um, Done. There was a, a very interesting. Um, there was a very interesting video essay that came out by the same people that did the the Big Bang Theory misogyny video. Oh, not misogyny. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, misogyny. Yeah. Um, 
and it, he was talking about um, the. I didn't realize that that channel is all about kind of confronting the uh, this the gender stereotypes of of movies. Oh. Um, and so he he does a great video about um, what what's his Eddie Redmayne's character in Fantastic Beasts. Newt Scamander. Yes, thank you. Um, and about how like the reason he wasn't really accepted as a male protagonist was because like he doesn't follow any of the stereotypical traits of your male protagonist. Like yeah, he, that's he's fair. not on like a re- he's on his own kind of redemption story. He's not in it for like love. He's not in it for glory. Mm-hmm. He's doing his thing because that's the thing he knows is right. Yeah. Um like he doesn't have like the build of a of a typical hero um or like like the clumsy like there there are all of the stereotypes that you usually associate with big name heroes and protagonists mm-hmm. he doesn't follow any of those and so they yeah, they they fair. talk about like or he talks about how that kind of impacted the franchise and like why a lot of people feel so iffy about that movie is because they don't they've never seen a character like that before i mean that's an interesting theory in, in such a big film yeah I mean, like, if you I, went to the indie mm-hmm. scene obviously that that's a pretty yeah. typical character and, and maybe that does apply to other people for me i he was fine i liked him Th- there's like three quarters of a really nice movie buried in there yeah but it's just it's ruined by some really blatant sequel baiting and terrible decisions mm-hmm. yeah well i think we we said before it's three movies yeah that's true yeah but i not but i guess i mean that is interesting maybe that maybe that did like dissuade some people because he was so different, but mm-hmm. I, I certainly didn't feel the way I liked him actually. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'm excited for the sequel. I'll, 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 I'll watch end it. End up seeing it. Yeah, <sighs> it's more Harry Potter. God, I know. Um, I've I've been hearing some of the like weird stuff that J.K. Rowling's been adding into Pottermore, and it's just I'm ready for a new movie and not just. Is some... she Lucasing? Not as bad. There was one story that came out that I, I'm still not sure if it's real or not because it doesn't... It sounds like horrible fan fiction. What, which story? Um, J.K. Rowling wrote on Pottermore that um, the Chamber of Secrets doesn't make sense because wizards don't use bathrooms. Uh, she basically alluded to wizards just shit themselves and hot and, like turn the poop invisible or like transport it somewhere that can't be that can't be that can't be true that has to be just horrible fanfic there are so many bathrooms that feature in harry potter in various stages yeah yeah no i can't i I refuse to believe that i don't that one doesn't sound quite right no i mean it's an amusing notion they just like apparate their shit away yeah i mean just like i'm just imagining the bathrooms are just for freshmen that don't know how to apparate their shit (laughs) (laughs) well hang on Let's stop and think about this. Do we ever see, or do we ever have scenes with adults in a bathroom? It's always the kids at the school, uh, and even like the entrance to the ministry is a muggle bathroom. I was going to say the oldest person we see in the bathroom is, or hear about in the bathroom, would be Cedric in the prefect bathroom. But that's but he's not seven. Or no, that, he, that's would be, for a bath. That is for a bath, and he would be seventeen because he got to participate in the. Triwizard Tournament. Yes. So theoretically, he could have learned how to apparate, but can you... He could have learned how to use a toilet. Can you apparate object? Can you, like, make objects disappear within the castle itself? Maybe just shit. Maybe just... Maybe they have... 
factor that into their, their charms the, and enchantments. Yeah. Do you think Professor Flitwick has to teach a class on making your shit disappear? Yes. It's just for the remedial students. What? Oh, my God. What was that like when Neville had to go through it? It would just, <laughs> like, transport into his bed. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. I'd yeah. watch that class. I'm sure, like, the Slytherins all, like, <laughs> mess with people by, by operating their shit into, like, other people's rooms. Other people's rooms. Yeah. Yeah. In the locker, like in the in the Quidditch locker rooms. Do you, do you think that 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 year seven when Harry and Ron and Hermione were on their their long trek around like Europe, that the Slytherins were just apparating their shit over the Gryffindor beds? Oh, all the time. Yeah, and yeah. we just never heard about it because they never were in there. <laughs> right. This uh, is now canon. Know, I want this to be true. Actually, let's say it's canon. It's more exciting that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Um, oh. I think, I think that's all the news I have. Okay, well then, speaking of shit. Are we going to start talking about Star Wars? No, that's not fair. Wait, Star Wars? What? Superman? Nope, I want to talk about Star Wars. What's, you have Star Wars news, No, too? I don't. I'm just incredibly tired. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's not fair. I don't... My, my nerdy roulette just, just oh, chose okay. the just, wrong it, one. It stopped on the wrong dial. Yeah. Um, okay, so... This is our first team-up in Superman. Yes, um, villain team-up. Did you find this was a better episode than the first Livewire episode? Or let me rephrase that. Did you like what they did with Livewire more in this episode than they did last time? Um, a little bit, just mm-hmm. because it kind of showed how strong she was. Okay. It kind of gave her a, a power ceiling mm-hmm. where, like, the first one... Or not, not a power scene. It gave her a, a better structure of what her powers were. Okay. Because the first one, it felt kind of limitless. Mm-hmm. Like, she just always had this power. Yeah. Like, an unlimited amount of power. She could do whatever she wanted with it. Um, and this one, you kind of got to see that it is very similar to Parasite's power. Like, yeah. she has to constantly be recharging. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting pairing, mm-hmm. the two of them. Did you like the pairing? Uh, it was fine. I mean, they. I think they were too similar. Yeah, it did kind of feel that way. Especially, I mean, even even the animation for the two of them, because mm. it was the moment. It was after they escaped the island or the prison island. Um, it's when Livewire is charging, and um, Parasite like absorbs the two guards okay yeah the, like the animation for him absorbing the powers is also kind of like it's electric energy mm-hmm. kind of thing and for a second i'm like oh she siphoned off some of his power for him he shocked them not thinking that he absorbed them sorry but yeah do you think that the animators just had a shitload of like electric like animation lying around like we'll just combine these two together as as someone that has attempted like vfx like that 2d vfx specifically I can tell you how fucking difficult it looks like is it would animate. be. Yeah, it looks like it'd be really tough. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was like they just had a bunch they of a like bunch. electric B roll and they just were just gonna use it. Yeah, yeah. It it did feel weird. What, what I did li- okay, I guess it's weird to say I liked about. it. I thought it was interesting the the power dynamic between the two of them. Right, that Livewire is very much in charge and Parasite's just kind of going along with it. Because mm-hmm. he's always he's never been portrayed as being particularly smart, right? He's always been a very reactionary character and sort of single-minded in his just pursuit. He's just hungry. To absorb. He's just hungry, and 
what I thought was weird in this was how they characterized that a little bit. It especially so for me, this episode felt very uncomfortable. Okay, yeah. Just because we watched this right after the the hashtag Me Too movement. Oh, yeah. All about like consent and and that kind of it, stuff. And I this mean, whole episode is just like uh, it felt a little, sexual innuendo on him wanting felt to have a sex little with rapey. Her. Very much so. Yeah, and it, and it's and it uh, it definitely felt that way. I think part of it too is because it's hard to tell like where the hunger element there plays, right? Because uh, so I think what threw me off is that. Um, Livewire kind of makes like a suggestive sort of comment, which I think we can attribute to her just trying to manipulate Parasite. Right? Yes, she kind of like she's a little bit flirty. She does this with everyone because even as she she's does. walking through the yeah, walking out of the jail. Yeah, because all the guys are there. So they, they've introduced the idea that like men are kind of falling over themselves to get to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you kind of have that in mind when you look at the way Parasite keeps going after her. And so even if it's just purely a power absorption thing that he's just another being that has power like superman he wants to absorb it it still feels really rapey yeah absolutely like they i feel like they did something similar on much as on a very like softer level with poison ivy yeah where it's like every guy wants poison ivy yeah but they never go this far with that like they put they took this to such a almost uncomfortable level for a kid's show a little bit on on how lustful people men were after live wire yeah i it, yeah, it just it did mm, i agree with you it made me feel kind of uncomfortable because also like it, it, i didn't know how we're supposed to feel about rudy either because he you can see where he's a pawn in this but mm-hmm. he has his own kind of scheme in play um and Livewire is not, I want to say bullying him necessarily, but she's pushing him around. I she I see it as a henchman dynamic. She okay, sees him yeah. as a henchman. Okay, yeah, I think, that, I think that's partner. fair. And it almost seemed like the times they were trying to make us feel kind of bad for him that he got roped into this not of his own accord. But then there's that whole of him being like all grabby sort of thing going on. It that whole dynamic just made me feel yeah really uncomfortable all the way through. Yeah. Um. So I had I had one question that was kind of answered later in the episode, mm-hmm. uh, and it was the idea: Does Parasite uh, retain memories? Oh yeah, uh, or not even just memories, but just like skill sets. Can mm-hmm. he maintain muscle memories? Because uh, as they're escaping the island, um, Livewire asks, "Do you know how to drive this boat? Was it a helicopter? I don't remember anymore." It was a boat. Okay, it was a boat. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I will in a second. He uh absorb he you know absorbs the energy from the boat driver the captain yeah the guy uh and he's like all right i'm ready to go and then that just kind of made me wonder like does he always have that knowledge like will he always know how to drive a boat now because if so that would make him such a formidable formidable opponent because he could just be the smartest person in the world i think it fades i think it does too because when he they they did confirm it later in the episode. Yeah, because when he when he touches Superman, he's like, "Oh, I remember now." Clark, Clark yeah. Lois, and other things. So yeah, I think it does go away. I, I think in the same way that his uh, the physical powers he absorbs diminish over time. Yeah, um, the the mental ones do as well. So an, an offshoot of that, um, there is an interesting moment. Please that talk about the shark. Yes, that's where exactly oh, where I'm God. going. As they're, they're doing the escape, he jumps off the boat into the water and like grabs a hold of a shark, which. 
that then plays out in like an underwater fight scene, which actually was one of my favorite parts of the episode, just because mm-hmm. we don't really get to see that very often in Superman. Because they just assume that sharks have super strength. Well, that's what was kind of weird. It's like, so did he, what would he have absorbed from the shark? I mean, there's obviously, I mean, if you want to go a little scientific, there's just little physical energy he seems to be able to absorb. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck that works exactly, but I mean, just whatever energy. Yeah, that- we never see him absorb anything other than a human before this. This is true. So yeah. it would have been interesting to see him, just his body chain even for like the slightest bit just yeah. like have the gills pop out on his neck yeah or like have a, a fin or maybe his like feet web or something i don't i don't know if he can absorb um i don't know if he can like manifest physical differences like that so then i was curious I mean, so i think we can run the assumption that he he physically can't change right like when he well i mean it's so hard to tell though because when he touches superman then all of a sudden he can fly and there's yeah crazy yeah because the thing is but to, superman like, still looks human so looks human yeah so but I, so I mean, what do you think he absorbed from the shark in that scene i was so when he that's why i was joking that he absorbed this the shark's obvious super strength yeah because uh they like have this tussle in the water and he swims off and just rips open a grate oh that's right and does. just and i was expecting like oh he's gonna bite through it because he absorbed a shark, and that makes sense. He's going to turn into Shark Boy from Shark Boy and Lava Girl, the the hit classic of 2004. Starring? Uh, Taylor Lautner. Yep. And others. Yeah. And <laughs> other people. Um, who else is in that movie? No, because Stallone was in the Spy Kids 3. Yeah. Is it, is it the same girl people. from Spy Kids? No. Uh, is it not? I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it's not. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's like the, that's that weird like subset of Robert Rodriguez's films. Like, yeah, he does like from Dust Till Dawn and Machete, and then also Spike. And then that are all in the same universe. Apparently. And they are, yeah, because Machete yeah. is a character. Yeah, he's the uncle. Yeah, it's, which is amazing. It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah, um, Uncle Machete. Uncle Machete. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the whole shark thing. Isn't he? I, I mean, is he holding his breath that entire time he's underwater? Right. Does he have gills now? I don't know. Could he, could he still be above water after? Could, would he have to stay underwater until that power faded? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know that. If you work for DC and you'd like to answer these questions for us, <laughs> please email us. We got or an tweet. email. Oh man, we Was got it? an email. Um, I, I I haven't actually opened it yet, but I oh, because we wanted to do it live on air. That was not my thinking at all. I'm just I get easily distracted. Oh, I can't uh, wait for it to be hate mail from Chris Ballard. Hey guys, the podcast is awesome. Glad to listen to dynamic duo covering all the Timverse. Can't wait to cover Batman Beyond: The Last Resort. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Did you it. write this, Chris? No, it's not my last name. <laughs> See? I mean, See? anyone can change their last name See? on the internet, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. I did say, please, someone email us. <laughs> and he did. So that's really awesome. We appreciate it. And uh, I am also super excited to get to everything Batman Beyond. Remember, which one's the last resort? That's a question for you. That is a question for me. I don't know. You talk. I'm going to look this up real fast. Um, so they uh, fight Superman and he wins. And that's oh, so so Paris or uh, we obviously you know through the whole episode that Parasite is trying to just double, not even double cross, but just like not care about live wire. So finally, when they are about to kill Superman, uh, Parasite turns on her and absorbs her power, and we see his. True motive, which we've known this whole time, is he's just hungry. Just wants, yeah, he just wants to keep them. Yeah, he that's, wants to keep both of them alive uh, so he can just feast off of them for the rest of his and that's, life. And that's where it kind of loops back around to where we started, too. This idea of, like, oh, I'm going to keep you prisoner so you're always around for me to take advantage of. Yeah. He's the one who's Superman, too, but it's just, it's a little bit weird. I do have to ask you one thing, though. 
Mm-hmm. What did you think of Superman's full body condom? It was amazing. <laughs> oh my god! I, I even wrote like like super sexy latex Superman. <laughs> um, it it works in a cartoon because it's super. It's very. very I think it would silly. work in live action. We should do it in live action. It's it's no more ridiculous than throwing the S shield. You don't know what that means. No, I, I know the S shield. I've seen that clip of Superman too. <sighs> It's the only thing that I've seen from that universe. Of course you have. I've, I've seen him uh, reverse the, the, the reverse world the as world, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so ridiculous. But I mean, I also kind of liked it because it, it does work. It, it mm-hmm. protects him from both heroes. They even, they even make the condom joke. They do, yeah. It's not fair. You're not allowed to use protection. Yeah. Did, okay. Do you, do you think that they came up with that idea first and then was like, what heroes can we team him up with? Oh, right. This will protect him from both Parasite and Livewire. Let's slap them all together. You think this was the, the, the initial idea for the episode was I think it was. a super condom? I think it was, yes. I think they had uh, just watched uh, The Naked Gun when Leslie Nielsen and Priscilla Presley practice safe sex by wearing full body condoms. Like, okay. What would that be like if Superman did that? The, the initial thought is, can we, what would Batman do that for? Like, no, no, no. No, Batman, Batman would never... Especially Batman would never wear a condom. <laughs> I don't pull out. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think they have little ears? Of course, they have to. <laughs> um, so, no, Batman would never have something that ridiculous. I, I was, I was, uh, sorry, quick side note. I was watching um, uh, oh, no. Too Funny to Fail, the, the documentary about the Dana Carvey show on Hulu. Oh, is uh, that good? It was great. Okay, yeah. Uh, they they talk about the what is it? Am, ambiguously gay duo. Oh, yeah. The animated the, the short. The Robert Smigel. Yeah, the animated short that Colbert and Steve Carell do together. Mm-hmm. It's a parody of of the Batman Robin sidekick. Yeah. And it's just it's such a good Wait, had you never seen the ambiguously gay duo before that? No, doc? I have. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. But they they're they're they just famous. give more back history into okay, it. Okay, yeah. And I would actually love to learn that. Yeah, cuz about my my favorite part was they're talking about the color mm-hmm. uh, because the the their version of the Batmobile uh, it's a massive it, penis yeah it's a massive penis and it's the color the the actual like color code is flesh color oh my god but they couldn't write that on any of the cells because they knew when they sent that to um like to the execs that or not the the producers that they, it would never get approved yeah and so what did you say Smigel was the yeah Robert Smigel yeah. Uh, he basically went to every cell and crossed out the word flesh and replaced it with peach. Uh, so they could keep it at, because the producers wanted to change it to purple. Yeah. But, but that ruins the joke. It completely ruins yeah. the joke. It's yeah. like, we're making it a peach color. Oh, my God. I, I, I forgot about the biggest gay duo. Yeah. It's so fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's a great documentary. Because it's, the documentary, it's it's Dana Carvey, Steve Carell, and... Um, Steve Colbert are the mm-hmm. main three that they interview. And then randomly they'll have Bill Hader. She's like, yeah, I fucking loved it, man. <laughs> and that's the, like, the only thing he says the, the entire time. They'll like talk it's, about a, a sketch and they'll just cut to Bill. He's like, that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. It's worth it just for that. Like, yeah. It's worth going just to get like the one clip of Bill I feel Hader like he every just, time. I feel like I see him in more documentaries than anything else. Like that's, that's his like favorite thing to do, yeah. which is talk he, about things that he loves. He seems like the kind of guy who'd be totally down, like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down for an hour and a half, two hours, and just talk about something yeah. that I'm super passionate about. You know, make some BB-8 whistles, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, he was great. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any, anything else in there. Oh, I did, I did think it was clever how Superman defeated Rudy. Activating the sprinklers? Yeah, by like, uh, attacking him with a broom and then 
the lit, uh, no, he sent a spark off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's lit on fire, and he just holds it up, and the the sprinklers. Well, that's, that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, did you feel any remorse when he lost his memories? No. Partly because it's just the same shit again. It's like every yeah. time he gets defeated, he goes catatonic to explain why he can't remember the things that he's absorbed, and it just it it gets kind of repetitive and just undermines. The character you may get. It's a it's a TV show. We're supposed to end where we the, began. But the, the thing that I kind of wished they went into, which they 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 have a, a clear line through for um, Parasite. We have this is his third appearance, last appearance. He wanted a TV. This one it starts with him watching TV. Yeah. With Livewire, do you remember where we left off with her? She. And she was getting. She was. She was in LexCorp. Oh. Yeah, she was being used by Luther for something. We assumed that he was healing her. What? Wait, was she in LexCorp? No, 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 sorry. She was, she was in, in the hospital, but she Lex was... was paying for it. Yes. That's right. And, and we... I wanted that line to continue. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Because yeah, here she's just in a gener- She's in a cell that's been designed to limit exposure to electricity mm-hmm. with the worst fucking janitor in the world hope he loses his job of course he lost his job he's, he's a fucking idiot that's a good point it would have been interesting to see them do something with it because it would have been cool to see them put that character in a situation where you did feel a little bit more sympathetic for her because as we talked about in her first episode you don't really she's right. just kind of a jerk um and she continues to be so i mean what i like about her is she she's entertaining like i especially girls Night out she's great in that episode but, mm-hmm. but maybe it helps too that the rest of the episode is fantastic. Um, but it would have been cool to see you're put in a situation where you actually kind of felt for a little bit. Yeah. And I just don't know if they really had that right here. No. They, I still don't think they understand the characters yet. No. It... Mm. Well, I mean, they, they can understand the characters. They, they don't know how to write a Superman episode yet. No. And I have a lot to say about that in the next episode. Oh, oh yeah, we do. Well, let's go ahead and mosey on to that. But first, we're going to take a quick stop off at our sponsor this week. Quick sponsorship break. It is uh, the Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Hey, we know those friends, Jackie and Amanda. Yeah, I actually went and um, teched one of their sessions recently, and it was super fun. I hadn't seen them in such a long time, and they're both such sweethearts. So, and I actually got to, I'm sorry, I had not listened to your podcast before. I'm saying this as if you're listening to ours. Right, I'm not I was listening to Because <laughs> obviously they listen to this. I had not listened to it before. But, this is um, their guilty pleasure. It's our podcast. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, I always got to listen to it as I was teching. And, like, I was doing my best to, like, disappear into the wall. And I was having to, like, stop myself from laughing a lot. Because they're just they're both really, really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Highly recommend you go check it out. Basically, they just, they interview people every week about what their guilty pleasure is. And they just talk about it. It's very free form. It's really fun. Uh, so do go listen to that. And here's a little taste of what it's like. Hi, I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayel Bell. And we're the two hosts of The Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the show where we celebrate and elaborate on odd and embarrassing interests. Hey, Amanda, what's your guilty pleasure? I like dipping donuts in soup. Oh, really? No, but that's the kind of stuff we talk about. Check us out every week on the Nerdist School Network. Want to submit a guilty pleasure of your own? Email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. And remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh. <laughs> Everyone should go check that out. Uh, it's great. Thanks, Cameron. I'm so glad you started with that. Yeah. Um, okay, so then rolling on to solar power. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here here's my here's my problem. Here's my problem with this episode, Chris. I have a lot to say about this. Um we this this is an episode set up to make a perfect Clark Kent themed episode. 
We yes. have an episode where Superman loses his powers. Yes. Let's focus on his other... Let's build out the rest of the world because now we have an opportunity where it's not the Superman show. It's the... It's the I almost said Smallville. It's the Metropolis cast has to save themselves. And how do we do that? Yeah. I am and they didn't, and they ruined it. You're brutally texting while I'm trying to have a conversation. I know. Well, you know what? I live in LA. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I absolutely agree with you because there, there's an interesting idea here, which is what happens when you depower Superman. Mm-hmm. And initially, I thought it was because there's a storm coming through. Right, because that, that's a pretty common storyline. It's the solar flares mess up Yeah, or, or just like a storm comes like through, he doesn't get exposed to the yellow sun. And then we find out, no, it's like a whole filter thing, and it's uh, Lightner has reconfigured Lex satellites mm-hmm. to filter um, just red sun radiation. So interesting. And I agree with you. Like I, I wanted to see what it was like when Superman didn't have his powers. And even if it's a little far-fetched, they came up with a good enough reason to do so. And you're right. Like, what happens when Lois and Jimmy have to get out of their own situation? What happens when Clark can't be Superman? He just has to be Clark. Yeah. And I, and I think they keep doing this. They keep teasing us with what that would be like. But they really don't want to spend any time with Clark. They, he always just ends up as Superman, no matter right. what. Right. All this episode was was just, like, Clark turns into Superman. Superman goes into the situation and just continues to lose all the fights until he finds a way around. Yeah. And then he gets his strength back and wins a fight. Like there was no, I wanted this. Well, we'll, we'll save we'll save the the famous segment of how, how would you do make, this better? Yeah. How would you do this better? Let's let's, let's talk through this episode really. Yeah, because cool. I speed through what we remember. Okay, right off the bat, I can't believe we're doing invisibility suit again. Again, is this the third one? I think it's only the second one. Didn't we have two in Batman? No, why would we have two? Because we had. Well, okay, so th- there was the there um, was the dad. There was the dad. What was that episode called? Um, doesn't uh, fucking matter. Invisidad. Invisidad. Uh, yeah. And then didn't Clock King have an invisible? Clock King had one where he had the uh, device that makes him go super fast. So like this. Oh, di- you're right. This, okay. what, this remind me of that because there's like a device that uh, Lightner's wearing on his belt that this case manipulates light. Last time it was manipulates time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it did remind me a bit of a mashup of the two episodes. But I'm just like. Now, admittedly, that invisibility tech makes a little more sense, and as would like the time tech and the light tech in Superman more so than Batman. Yeah, but I'm just like it's just kind of dumb. Uh, quick, quick question about about light tech and Superman. Um, Why does it hurt him? No, no. I mean, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no. I was uh, so Superman can see two waves of light. Yes, he can see in different wavelengths than humans can. Yes. Would he still? Would he be able to see invisible things with X-ray? Because yeah. it's a different wavelength. Yeah, I think so. I guess. I guess he didn't have his powers, so so I, I retract yeah. that. And no, I think you'd be right. Now, I'll, and also, there's not. The funny thing is, we we start out with the whole invisibility thing. We actually move away from that pretty quickly. Yeah, because then he just has a super suit. Does he? That just can still go he, invisible. Walks into the invisible building. He's invited into the invisible building. Superman. Yeah. How does he get inside the invisible building? That was the part that I missed. <laughs> I fell asleep then too. Yeah. I remember Lois he, and Jimmy he, walking in. Yeah, and the the laser grid goes up, and there. Oh no, he he does he does and walk then in. He's in a bar. He gets invited. That's right. He gets invited, and he walks into the door, and it's um, it's like the hollow deck. Yes. Basically, because we jump from like an old western bar. To, to a pirate uh, ship. No, did you remember what we did stopped I, in between? I one? I'll give you one hint. Cromwell. Uh, the witches? 
What? Trains. Trains. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just watched Halloween Town again. <laughs> oh, right. That's actually in Halloween Town. Yeah. Strom- Cromwell family. Stromwell, who we always refer to as Cromwell. Uh, the, I think it's Never Too Late, I want to say, is yeah. the episode. Yeah. When it's, I, it literally, I mean, I think this was a deliberate recreation of that environment. Like, it looked just like that. I mean, it wasn't a red sky, but that same Gotham City, like, depot. Yeah. Same train coming. Same cutaway to the train tracks. Um, Superman leaps out of the way. He doesn't get his leg torn off in a, an absurdly violent manner for a children's cartoon. No, it's fine. Um, that guy's a priest now. He's doing great. That's true. He's doing, he's doing just fine for himself. But yeah, that's right. He does get invited in there, and then he grabs Lightner's light sword when they're on the pirate ship and cuts his way out. Mm-hmm. And he finds the, the generator for this thing and destroys it. I mean, he. I think he. I think right? that was blind luck. Uh, Lightner has the the light gun. Yeah. That he's been shooting at Superman. <laughs> Superman <laughs> reflects <laughs> it, and it just kind of blow. He reflects it and it hits. Yeah, I guess the generator and it yeah, blows. Yeah, it everything blows the up. whole thing up. Yeah, I. Mm, mm. The funny thing is, as I get to the end of the episode, I actually realized I had seen this when it aired because I remember the invisible okay. building sort of thing. Um, I did love how Lois and Jimmy find it though. With the the bird, oh that. yeah, the bird was just, like yeah, standing on nothing. No, it's like, yeah, it's like oh, it's a bird. No, no, it's like um, oh no, it's like a, look at that thing up in the sky. It's yeah, a bird, the riff on the classic mm-hmm. uh, Superman thing. It's kind of fun. Did you also feel like when they walk, when Superman walked in to the the saloon, was the first word to pop into your head also Westworld? Uh, I I was I was like three percent conscious when that's he true, walked actually, in. That's a good point. I remember him getting beat up by the hologram. He gets beat up by the... Yeah, he gets, he gets hit by a lot of holograms in this mm-hmm. thing. I, mm, I want to ask... Yes. Um, how different is Lightner from Mirror Master? Because I feel like this could have been just as well done as a Mirror Master I, episode. I don't know. Although Mirror Master is obviously a Flash villain. A Flash villain. And also, so Lightner was created in Luminous. His, his, yeah, I'm not calling that. I'm not going to call him Nom de villain. I don't know what we want to call it. Um was created for this and i don't think it's ever made it into the mainstream comics based on the the cursory research i did on this today okay um i think he's similar to so i think mirror master what i think shoots light what are what are what are mirror master's guns fire trevor (laughs) where are you uh we need you well, I, I know he can sometimes... He has, like, a different dimension that he goes to He can sometimes. go into the mirror dimension. So he, yeah. can, he can travel between mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one of the anime I'm watching right now is is playing off that joke, and it's very frustrating. Is it? Yeah. Because it's not a good storyline. Oh, it's too bad. I mean, it's that classic idea of, like, is there another dimension <clears throat> inside the mirror, and Mirror Master can tap into that. Yeah. I forget what his projectiles are, though. They're, I think they might be light. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. So I think I mean, there's also Doctor Light, too. Yes. I mean, this does feel like a weird um, amalgam of a whole bunch of different villains. Mm-hmm. Talking about rapey villains, Dr. Light. Oh, oh, yeah. Identity Crisis. That's that a weird one. Thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing I like about Lightner is just that he's voiced by Robert Hayes. That's literally it. Yeah. I, I, I think they did him better this episode than the last episode. I'd just agree. Because they made him just a generic bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have no motive. <laughs> And I just want to be bad. Yeah, and he, he did acknowledge that his motivation has moved beyond Lois, that she, here she's just a, a pawn to bring in Superman. Um, and then, of course, we all know that Luther's actually behind it because it's his satellites, and he's bankrolling this whole experiment. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, fuck, we might as well get to it. How would you do this differently 
in our, our famous segment. Um, yes, very that, famous. That, that we had to create just for Superman. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, so I, I said I want to give Superman something to do without powers besides fighting. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is an investigative reporter. And we is. We never seen that. Never see that. Yeah. We are halfway, maybe more than halfway through season two. Yeah. Of three seasons of Superman. I, okay, I agree with you. So what would you have him do that didn't require him to just fight? I didn't, I wouldn't want Jimmy to be with Lois in this episode. Okay. Because she, he rarely is. I was very kind of surprised that. Yeah, this was the episode where Lois was like, "Yeah, I want someone to come with me." In this show, they're not like in almost every iteration; they're together all the time. Mm-hmm. I would have loved for this to be a Clark Jimmy episode and see that friendship. Okay, yeah, um, and be like, Lois went to this place first. Clark was like, "Oh, we should go." Like, I have a a source that says that we need to go to this place to check something out. Jimmy, mm-hmm. you come with me. They have to figure out. They, they. I would still love the hologram room. I think that's a, a awesome prop that you can yeah. keep, and I would love for them to figure out other ways to get around the stuff. So they, they even the same rooms. Like you can start with the saloon, go mm-hmm. to the trains, end on a pirate ship. Yeah. Uh, end the same way. Have him kind of cut through the wall. Um, Clark can even like fall off the pirate ship, and then Superman comes. Um. You can still have the transition when you need it. Yeah, sure. But I want the bulk of this episode to be a Clark episode. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I would have liked to see, like, along those lines, um, maybe just... Because one of the problems is is that the Lightner's whole motivation here is to get revenge on Superman. Mm-hmm. Something we get all the time. Literally the other episode we're talking about this week. I would have liked to see it be something different. I like the idea of um, Lex secretly bankrolling villains, kind of like you were talking about with Livewire, like that didn't go anywhere, but him secretly bankrolling villains to try and find ways to take down Superman. So I like the idea of him doing that here and then having, whether it's Leitner or whether it's someone else, it doesn't really matter, that person having some other scheme they're trying to do. I mean, I don't necessarily want it to be something generic like rob a bank or steal some tech or something like that, but if they had a, a, a heist, a plot, a plan in place that they were, whole idea was that they just needed Superman out of the way. Mm-hmm. And rather than kill him, Lex like, oh, well, why don't you try out this technology I've been thinking about? And it, for Lex, it's a test to see whether he can neutralize Superman with this tech. And for the whoever, whatever villain he's duped into helping him, it's just a means to an end, which is taking out Superman yeah. in some capacity. We, we, we talked about this a lot in the early BTOS episodes mm-hmm. about how the best episode is when the villain has his own motive, and Batman just happens to be there. Yeah. And we've, I don't think we've had a single, outside of Toy Man, I don't think we've had a single one of those episodes. This, no, it all revolves season. around yes. Superman in some capacity. You're right. I mean, uh, Heart of Ice, um, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Yeah, that was, that was one I thought of. Yeah, like, um, even the Joker, in a lot of ways, he's just kind of doing his own thing. Yeah. And Batman gets roped he into it. He just wants to cause chaos. It's that easy. Yeah. No, and I, I'd agree He never with you. wants to... Do this for Batman. Yeah. It's not the Batman show. It's the villain's life that Batman just comes and interrupts. And that's why they hate him so much. Yeah. It's not that they, like... Because all these villains, they're just villains for the sake of villains. Yeah. Livewire has that problem. Parasite pretty much has that problem at this point. When mm-hmm. he started, like, he could have been perfectly fine He if he just, like, 
stayed on his own and didn't just hunt Superman. Yeah. I, I think maybe what it comes down to is the Batman villains all have a motivation. Yeah. It's the rare villain that's motivation is around Batman. And even the Jokers is so complex and fucked up that that almost stands up like on a pedestal of like being the one time where it makes sense that a, a villain is obsessed with the hero. Yeah. But you're right. The rest of them, like Catwoman just wants to steal stuff. Poison Ivy is all about her plants. Harley's obsessed with the Joker. The Riddler is also kind of obsessed with Batman, but he just more just wants to prove that he's smart all the time. Yeah. Um, but even last week, that's why we we were so connected to the first half of the Metallo episode. Yeah. Because it had nothing to do with Superman. It was him doing his own thing. Yeah. And then he remembered, oh, right, I I'm supposed to be Superman. about Superman. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, and part that's when of, it went downhill. Part of the problem with the general Superman's rogues gallery is that they don't, they're not that fleshed out. Like, I think they are, I guess it comes down to the nature of the type of hero that Batman is versus the type of hero Superman is. Batman is a psychological hero you know he doesn't have powers it's rooted in obsession a lot of his villains then are also rooted in obsession you don't have to give them crazy powers to go up to toad with him you have to give them something that they're so driven by that they would come in conflict for superman he's so powerful you just have to come up with all of his villains are based off of powers except for lex who's we see him appear in everything because he's kind of the most interesting but, yeah you know like i i like parasite i like metalla like brainiac because i think they're interesting as foils Superman, but they still are all about how they got in their powers. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't, know. I don't, I don't think we're going to get a good episode until that kind of clicks with the writers, which yeah. is something dumb to complain about since this was 20 years ago. I know. Well, and, um, there actually is an episode next week. That I, I think I remember being pretty good called brave new metropolis. Okay. Which is like set in an alternative, like Lois, something gets teleported alternative universe where. Always down for good alternative universe storyline. I want to say Superman is a dictator. Okay. I think that might be the case. I might be confusing that with one of the season finales. I'm not sure. Um, the other episode is called Monkey Fun, which I vaguely recall. I think there's like a superpowered monkey. Amazing. What's the, what's the, what's the monkey fist? Yeah, from Dexter's mm-hmm. Lab. No. Oh, no, you're thinking just monkey. Just monkey? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think you're probably a little bit like that. I need your help. Kim Possible also had a monkey villain. His name was Monkey Fist. Okay, Monkey Fist, right, yeah. yeah. So I, I, if I recall, I think at least one of those episodes is pretty good. So Monkey was the best. Monkey was pretty great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, hmm. I, I, I really feel like as we're getting further into Superman, we're seeing that this is doing a lot in terms of setting up Justice League. I'd say maybe not tone specifically, but broadening out the world. Um, opening up to like aliens and other species, um, slightly more cartoonish kind of villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, setting up Superman. There's actually a lot of plot threads here that you'll recall yeah, the, jump the, around the, yeah. later in, in Just League. And, um, but yeah, as of right now, it's not new. Yeah, there's not mm-hmm. really a lot for us to, no. to praise at the moment. No. And there's... I think every episode has a couple moments here and there that I enjoy. Like I did really like the underwater fight because I hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are. There was the point that we made again very early on in in BTOS that was Bruce Tim said they wanted one set piece that couldn't be done in film that, that is right. specific to animation, oh. and I still feel like they kind of hit that. Um, last week, you know, fighting with lava, mm-hmm. you're not going to dunk a head in, in CGI lava in this <laughs> water in the, lava. Yeah. I, I did uh. have a question of what this, this, I, this is a question I could have just Googled, but I didn't. Um, is it cause, uh, 
being hit with one of Livewire's lightning bolts versus getting your head stuffed in lava, what is like the temperature difference of that? Well, lightning isn't really about heat. I think it's what, what's to remember? It's not, um, I think it's the current that kills you, not the voltage. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I just wanted to, to make fun of you for being an engineer and not knowing these things. I don't know these things. I forgot them all. But I, I, I recall random little things. Yeah. I don't know what the temperature of lava is. It's hot. Yeah. It's really hot. Thank you. Yeah, because you didn't know. Um, it's kind of all I have for these episodes. Yeah, I think as well. Shall we uh, mosey our way onto some bat plugs? Uh, let's do it. What, what do you have to plug this week? Um, I pretty much only have one. Again, we, we find ourselves in a situation where we had like a f- only a few days in between mm-hmm. uh, recordings. So obviously all the best news is going to come out this weekend. Of course, it's all going to come out this weekend, yeah. Um, so I, but I did get a chance to uh, listen to a podcast I had not listened to before. So last week I was talking about the, uh, the Watchtower database, the Dooley Comics. I am going to read them. I just haven't had a chance to read. <laughs> um, but they also just uh, unveiled a podcast, and they actually they tagged us on their, their Twitter feed, so I found it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it's Thanks, called guys. 12th Level Intellect. So this guy's probably watched our day. Watch. Try that again. It's the 12th Level Intellects podcast by Watchtower Database, and it's James Strecker and Ted Kendrick. Cool. And uh, it's, it's very similar to what we do here. So they, they talk a lot about the DCAU. They talk about... Um, just general topics in kind of comic books. They know more about comics than we do. No, nah, it's impossible. Like they, they actually have a, a, a segment specifically where they talk about like a comic they read that week they really enjoyed, and like they're up on what's happening in comics right now. So um, in terms of like, I think it's what Doomsday Clock and mm-hmm. um, Metal. Like they're actually reading that stuff and know yeah, what they're the, talking about. The Batmans that have superpowers. Exactly. Yeah, we're we know nothing of these things. So it, it was cool. I've heard someone talk about that. That's true. Trevor knows about it. Trevor yeah. knows a shitload about it. So no, it's, it's a, it's a great podcast. It's up on SoundCloud. I'll throw links in there to it. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's well worth a listen. Worth, uh, worth a listen. It's worth a listen guys. Nice. So Cameron, you're, you're really filling out what, that, uh, that nerdy stereotype. What do you have to talk about? Ta-da. You're not stop, please. For the love of God, stop. <laughs> uh, I can take like a sentence of that before I just want to crawl across the table and Why? punch you in the face. Um, so I, I, I briefly teased it at the beginning of the episode, but there was a, a very fascinating video. I don't know if you'll find it as interesting because it mainly talks about anime, but yeah, it, uh, the video is called how to fix the shonen anime's biggest problem, how mm-hmm. to fix shonen anime's biggest problem. Uh, shonen anime is basically just like the, like the popular yeah. anime. It's stuff that comes out through shonen jump, blah, 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 blah. Not important. Shonen, uh, the problem they have is the escalation problem and okay. it, it very much relates to action and superhero films. Where, um, have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z? No. Good. Uh, in the show, they have this problem where after every, I mean, it makes sense for what they're trying to do. When you finish a story arc and you're starting the next one, the easiest way to show development is make the character stronger and also making the villain so much stronger so the character has to continue getting stronger. Okay. The, All right. The, yeah, that makes sense. The constant power yeah. escalation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and how with Shonen, since there's such a short amount of time uh, in between issues, because most of these uh, just continue running straight for until they're canceled. Okay. Like there's very little break period with these comics and anime mm-hmm. or manga and anime. Um, where am I? Uh, so they so 
since that's the easiest way to show it, that's how they do it. So a lot of these stories, it's just a continue up and up and up with power, the uh, with no real goal at mm-hmm. the end. That's the problem. Is after so many issues, like if you're not if you don't have a set goal at the beginning, the two most popular uh, being uh, Naruto and One Piece, they set the goal in the first episode. Naruto wants to be Hokage. One Piece, er, uh, uh, Luffy from One Piece, he wants to find the treasure. One Piece. It's about pirates. If you don't know One Piece, um, it's a great show. It's the it's the one that I spent like uh, the the two months watching all seven hundred episodes. Yeah, you, you've mentioned it. It, okay. it it ticked some vague memory in the back of my brain. What what few words are filtering through right now? Yeah. Or, uh, uh, there, there was a line in this that I thought was a great way to put it, mm-hmm. uh, and it says, "Without a set goal, the plot becomes reactive instead of proactive." Okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is the thing that is making superhero or making the action film genre so bland right now is there's okay. no goal. And so since there is no like specific goal, everyone just goes straight to city destruction, yeah. city slash world destruction. And it's just a, it's just an escalation of how characters can get past that. Yeah. Like the best story, the best action films we've had, this year, uh, John Wick 2, oh. Atomic Blonde, uh, yeah. Baby, I'm a, Baby, Baby, Driver, Baby Driver Counts, yeah, um, I, would, I would put in there. Those were such small, I mean, um, outside of, I mean, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do John Wick 1. John yeah. Wick 2, they expanded the universe a lot. Yeah, pretty big. But, but I, what, what the, the directors in that have said, though, is that it wasn't so much about uh, getting bigger as it was going deeper. And I think that's very much true. Like, yeah. we, we get new layers of... Um, that world. Yeah, and we were able to appreciate that more because we had the first story. Yeah. The first story was literally a guy getting revenge for his dog. Yeah. Atomic Blonde, it was uh, three people fighting over a list. Yeah. Uh, There was no... There was very little, like, city destruction. Even Mm -hmm. the car chases were fairly tame. Yeah. Uh, There were, like, three cars that, that got destroyed. And nothing blew up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, even Baby Driver, like the the biggest action piece was when they're running away, and the only time it's like dangerous is when they're in the I think the mall parking lot, and John Hamm has the two like the, the big automatics. Going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, I'd agree with that. And what's I think is interesting about all those two is that um, I would think that the I'm not going to say big in terms of scale, but like the sort of like show stopping set pieces are not the finales of all those movies, right? Like, I would say that the shootout in the catacombs of John Wick 2 is, like, a bigger sequence, like, a bigger, crazier sequence than, mm-hmm. like, the finale. Um, I'd say that the apartment fight in Atomic Blonde when she, like, jumps out the window... Yeah. Is the big, and I, I would say that the foot chase, actually, in Baby Driver is kind of, like, the big showstopper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or, I, like, Blade Runner, even Blade Runner 2049. Like, the without going into detail, like... I'd say that the like the when he meets up with Harrison Ford, we've seen in the trailers too. Like they attack like the garage and stuff. That's like a bigger set piece in the finale. Yeah, and then compare that to well, it was Suicide Squad, where <sighs> the the big set piece was honestly. I don't even think that was the best set piece. No, was was the finale with the the portal and all that bullshit. No, I think the best set piece in that was when they're in the office building having yeah. that fight. Yeah, I'd agree, and I, I think that maybe that's just because that was the 
part that was the piece that was like slammed into my brain because of the stupid San Diego Comic Con like, 3D experience. Oh, that's right. You said to watch it. I watched that scene again, like eight fucking times. Again and again and again. Yeah. No, but I mean, I'd agree with that. It's like if you, when you have characters that are so powerful, the only thing that they can do really is save the world. And so you, when you get that big, you actually lose stakes in a lot of ways. Yeah. You, you disconnect yourself from what's actually important. Because then, they, cause then it's not about the person anymore. And that's the problem with why Batman kills in this universe. It's not that he's going out to kill people. It's that he is on such a different level yeah. than any other Batman. That like he's, he's fighting, in his eyes, a god that having a few humans die in the process means nothing to him. Yeah. Because he his goals are so much greater than that. Same way, same thing with Superman. He's fighting a, a, a god basically when he's fighting Zod. Yeah. He all he wants to do is save the world from Zod. So it, he doesn't care about anyone else in those office buildings that he's destroying. It's just yeah, it, it misses. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. Like I think you you your finale should be grounded in something really really deeply emotional, not just like broad world stakes like mm-hmm. i think even wonder woman fell victim to that too because i've always maintained i love that movie up to the third act and i think your, your your big set piece should have been the no man's land sequence and then the end it should have gone small again yeah um and like some movies are doing that like I, i'm trying to I'm just trying to think of one on top of my head um I, like the most recent mission impossible like rogue nation like that big set piece would have been like you saw that right mm-hmm. yeah like the when they do the underwater like data rescue yeah. thing and then the car chase leads to a motorcycle chase like, that's huge. And then the, the finale is actually kind of a much smaller scale mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I like that. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, especially with these, I think we're in, we've been in the world of franchise for the past 20 years, and it's yeah. not going to end anytime soon. A long time now. But with it. that, um, the, there was a, the way that they said it, and obviously, again, this, this relates a lot more to television and anime, mm-hmm. uh, but they talk about establishing a power ceiling as early as possible. Or not okay. even as early as possible. It's establishing a power ceiling before the finale. Okay. Uh, the series that does it best, in my opinion right now, because I don't watch anything other than Shonen because I'm a bad nerd, uh, is the show My Hero Academia, which I okay. probably talked about a handful of times on this. Yes, you have. Uh, you, are, you meet the strongest person in that world in the first episode. The okay. first, like, five minutes of the episode, you meet the strongest person. No one will be stronger than that person. Yeah. You know that because he's getting weaker as the series goes forward. Okay. And everyone else is, is catching up to him. So, like, that is such an interesting power dynamic. And it's, it's not like he's here, we're going to find a villain that's here. Mm-hmm. I, I raised my hand for the, for the audio <laughs> listeners. I'm just, I'm just like <laughs> nodding along. I'm like, of course, yeah, no one else can see what I can see. Um, can you see what uh, I And so that, that's, that's, that's very important because now you know where you're going to end up. Yeah. You're going to end with the main character who started with nothing is going to become the other character by the end of the series, yeah. whenever that is. You can fill that with a thousand episodes, mm-hmm. but you know exactly where he's going to end up. Hmm. Even even One Piece with its 700 episodes, they didn't get to the power ceiling. I know you're just, just I'm so, so bored I'm with so this. zoned out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this, this would be the last point. He doesn't get to his power ceiling, or you don't see that until honestly, you, you still haven't seen it. But like the I, they set a, a very high ceiling in like like the 400th episode. Mm-hmm. Like they waited that long for something like that to happen. I get. But it's still important to see that because there's still story after that. 
And now you know the main character won't just continue just be like, oh, now he's stronger than this guy. Oh, now he's stronger than this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, now, okay, now he's the strongest. Okay, no, now he's the strongest. Okay, mm-hmm. no, no, now he's the strongest. So it's like, that, 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 I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you should watch that video because it brings up a I lot think of I don't points. have to. <laughs> it, was, it was all explained to me so, so vividly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is everyone go watch some fucking anime. In a nutshell. Yes. Did, did you have anything else? Uh, no, that, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah? I feel like you did, and you're just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I said I, I watched the Dana Carvey documentary. Oh, that's that right. Yeah, good. you always have a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go back through. I, I normally take notes on what, you, what the bad plugs are, so I don't have to go back and find them. I didn't this time. That was, no. That was a mistake on my part. That's fine. Just use the link. Oh, shit snacks. Okay, I'll find them eventually, and we'll put them in there. Um, I think that does it, though. Yeah, they were yes. good. Yeah, I really just wanted to stretch it out to yes. an hour. That was the whole point. I know of that we, talk. we oh we did it. We just just turned over the clock right there. Um, but yes, uh, we will be back next week with two more Superman episodes. We are getting dangerously close uh, to World's Finest. To a good Superman episode. <laughs> yeah, we have two more. So we're um, I guess in three episodes we will we will hit that, and so we'll be recording that soon. Um, if you want to reach out to us as uh, Chris Belen, did I? I hope I spelled your, pronounced your name right there, my friend. Um, Ballard. Ballard. My apologies. Who's Chris Berlanti? Chris, well, there's, there's um, Greg. Go. It's not important. We're going to close the episode out. Well, Berlanti is the producer of all the Arrowverse stuff. Oh, Everybody that's right. Like, yeah, it's Greg Berlanti. You're right. Greg Berlanti, right? Mm-hmm. Is there Chris Berlanti? Uh, probably. There's too many Chris's. Probably some, somewhere in the universe. Yes. Did you ever see the... Sorry, last little thing. Did you ever see the... Um, uh, the college humor short of there's too many Michaels. No, it's great. Is it great? It's great. There, they, they there make, are too many Michaels. Yeah. They make the joke. that like, there are so many Michaels out there. There are two famous Michael Jordans. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. He'd that be in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a Michael. Technically. Are you? My, my own name. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, but it's in there. No, it doesn't count. There's too many Chris's, too many Michaels. Stop trying to, to fit in. I just want to fit in. No. But it's fine. There's not that many lords out there. Yeah. So. Not anymore. Yeah. We kind of killed them off in the... <laughs> in the uprisings? Yes. <laughs> in the revolts against serfdom? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so where can we find the podcast, Chris? The, the podcast, if you want to reach out to us, it's uh, at TimTalkPod on Instagram and Twitter. Is and really Michael? My name is Michael. And yeah. I like Tiberius better. Yeah, that's my second middle name. Yeah. It's Christopher Michael Tiberius. Is that what I said last I gave you another, a different middle name last week. You gave me a middle name last week? Yeah. I think so. I don't know, man. We were super fucking tired. Sorry, I forgot. It's Lord Christopher Michael Tiberius. Lord. Lord. Yes. Yes. I have to get the first Lord in there, too. Yeah. So Gosh. when we have another uprising, we know straight to who to go to. Oh, you should kill me immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I bring nothing to this world. I don't want to deal with an uprising. No. <laughs> Just get rid of me. No. As long as you kill me. Then yeah. it's fine. Oh, but yeah. I think I think it's a strangle sure. with like a podcast cord just for poetic justice. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of boring though. Actually, you know, I've always said that if I'm going to go, as long as I go in a way that I would find amusing. Yeah. So think yeah, about, that's the whole point. Think about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would have to, in my death, find it funny. Mm-hmm. Contemplate that for a bit. Oh, I already know. And if you oh, guys have it, suggestions on how Cameron should kill me and find it amusing, uh, you can reach out to us on the podcast as previously mentioned. I am at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. And Cameron, where can they find uh, you? If you if you don't want Chris to know the plan, you can find me at Cameron Dexter underscore Adventure. Or if you want to see my art that I'll post someday again, yeah. uh, you can follow Cameron Dexter. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they? Don't tell me the plan. Yeah. That was silly. On yeah. My part. No. Yeah. Message me. Yeah. Message Cameron. Tell him how to kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh. But thank you. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for dealing with that. <laughs> One of these days we'll do this when we're not exhausted. Nope. No. It's, it's, it's part of the charm now. At this point. Bye, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.